Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did, and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store and also the Google Play Store, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Hello, friends. Welcome once again to our podcast, and I thank you for listening in. Uh, this is your host, Sam Kowes, and calling upon you to please pass these podcasts along to other people so they can all be blessed. We have been doing very well all over the world, and we are very thankful. In fact, uh, uh, getting the statistics, I see that... Um, we have had, again, a very high download of our podcast in uh, recent days. And uh, at the top of the list this time, it's Uganda and then United States, Singapore, South Africa, Australia, Canada, Kenya, Philippines, Pakistan, and others follow. And we are very thankful and I'm very, very, very blessed by your downloads when I see these statistics, especially when I see it from sources that are very reputable like Google, Apple, and then I know that we are really doing okay and I'm very thankful to God for all of that. I don't take any listener or any region uh, for granted because, you know, the Word of God has to go all over the world and I'm just blessed to be able to do the same as other people who may have even been in ministry much longer than myself or who are in full-time ministry, this is uh, something that we do because we are called to do this, even though we have other things that we are doing in the world. And so this time we're going to have a topic that is very interesting that a lot of people ask about because I ask the same thing myself because I have a secular job and yet I knew I wanted to give the word of God out to people in regards to prayer. And so I used to ask myself, how am I going to do this? Where am I going to get the time to do all these things? Because some people are in full-time ministry and can't even put out a podcast. Uh, so I was asking myself those questions. And you may be asking yourself, not just for ministry, but for the different gifts that God has given you. So today we are going to be discussing, uh, is it possible that we can do so many things at the same time? Our topic should help you to understand the concept of multitasking in the gifts that God uh, has given you. Sometimes we think that, you know, because I'm a doctor, because I am a, an engineer, because I am a bricklayer, because I am whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You think that that's all you are called to do. 
Yes indeed some people are called to do just one thing but I'll tell you one thing even Jesus showed us that uh, many times we may be doing other things but we are called to do multiple things at the same time you can operate in this area and be as efficient as anyone could be because if you are following the word of God if you are doing what God has called you he will empower you and in this podcast we're going to show you that it is possible and we're going to be using the word of God okay now we all have 24 hours in a day and 7 days in a week but you know have you ever wondered how do these other people do it and they seem to be doing it successfully somehow these people have found the key now There are some key words that I want to define before we go on though because there is a difference between duplicity and multiplicity. God wants us to be a people working in multiplicity and not in duplicity. Now I'll show you what those means. I'll define them from the dictionary so you know exactly what I mean and you may not even have known or you may have confused the two words multiplicity and duplicity. They all look good but I'll tell you one is not. Okay one is the will of God for us and that's the word multiplicity the other one duplicity is what the devil uses and you'll see it even from the bible that he's been trying all along and you'll see uh, I'll give you some examples in the bible where duplicity was confronted by one of the I mean one of the uh, apostles so now It's not a mathematical situation, you know. It's not like a a solution that we are looking to add 1 plus 2 is 3, 3 plus 3 is 4. Oops, and I'm wrong and I'm right. No. This is something that God has perfected for every one of us. It is exact and God will lead you to exactly what he wants you to do. Now the thing is, do not go after what God has not called you to do. In fact, in the Bible there is a story of Uzzah. If you remember in uh, 1st Chronicles chapter 13, when David wanted to transfer the ark of the uh, covenant, the Lord had previously uh, given rules to Moses on how to carry the uh, the ark. Only the Levites, one of the clans of the Levites was to carry the ark of the covenant. But as they were carrying it, David I guess got excited and they didn't do it the right way. Now read it real quick uh, in 1 uh, Chronicles chapter 13 it says, David consulted with his officials including the generals and the captains of his army. He addressed the entire assembly of Israel as follows, quote, "If you approve and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send messages to all the Israelites throughout the land, including the priests and Levites in their towns and their pasture lands. Let us invite them to come and join us. It is time to bring back the ark of our God, for we neglected it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed with this, for the people could see it was the right thing to do. So David summoned all Israel from Shehar, brook of Egypt, in the south and all the way to the town of Libohamath in the north to join in bringing the ark of God uh Kiriath-Jerim then David and all the Israelites went to Baana of Judah also called Kira to bring back the ark of the uh, of God which bears the name of the Lord with the enthroned uh cherubim between then they placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abinadab's house 
Uza and Ohio were guiding the cart. David and all Israel were celebrating with, uh, before God with all their might, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments. But when they arrived at the threshing floor of Nikon, the oxen stumbled and Uza reached out his hand to steady the ark. See, it looked like he was doing something good, okay? He reached out to steady the ark. It was falling. So he said, you know what? Let me steady this ark. But the Lord had said only the Levites could touch it okay then the lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah and this and he struck him dead because he had laid his hand on the ark so Uzzah died there in the presence of god so you see Uzzah was doing a ministry that wasn't his what that meant someone else who was supposed to be doing it was not doing their job okay so that is duplicity Okay, they were doing what they are not supposed to do, even though it looked good. Many times, politicians are good at that. They do things in duplicity. They tell you they're going to do this. They tell you we're going to do this. Then you get them in office. And when they get in office, their true colors show up. That's the danger of duplicity. Basically, it's because there's disobedience of the rules that God set for morality or whatever it may be. So duplicity is always destructive. And in this case, this biblical case of Uzzah shows you he was supposedly doing the right thing. However, it was not his ministry to do that. We have to be very careful with duplicity. That's where we're going with this. You are not called to do someone else's ministry or something that God has not gifted you with. God always gives you the wherewith to do what he has gifted you with. And that's where we go wrong. When we see somebody doing this, whether it's a business, whether it's a ministry, whatever it is, and you say, oh, I want to do the same because a lot of people are making money in this. I've seen a lot of people go in certain professions, say like nursing, because there was necessarily a need of nurses. And everybody was going in nursing because everybody wants to be a nurse because they get paid, because they get a job. And they get in there, they're so frustrated from day one. They don't seem to be doing anything right. Even though these are good people, very diligent people, but this is not what they were called to do. Okay? So, in this episode, we'll show you how to use your gifts based on Bible scripture. And as always, the goal, though, is that you want to um, please the Lord. Then you know that you are really going to do what God has called you to do. If it's pleasing to the Lord, then it's what God has called you to do for that particular time or that particular year or even for your life. It could be just one thing. It would be a whole bunch of multiple things. But in this podcast, I just want to show you that, yes, it's okay to have multiple things. So I'm not necessarily going to be talking about the, that singular gift. I'll be talking about multiple gifts. It is possible. And guess what? Most of us are called to do more than one thing. Sometimes our laziness causes us to do just one thing. So let us expand your um, horizon today for what you're able to do with those dormant gifts in you already. Remember Jesus told us the parable of the talents? When we don't use them and they lay dormant, he may take them away and assign them to somebody else. That's what Jesus said in the uh, story of the talents, okay? You know, we may even start to think, oh, I never had that in me. But you forget that it was just taken away. It doesn't matter how late you begin, though. Some people may say, I am too old. The Bible says, though, that 
God's gifts are without repentance. In other words, he never pulls them back per se. He may take it away for someone else to do, but that gift is still out there for people to uh, to work on. Okay, He just changed the operator because this operator has failed to pick up the, um, the gift. And because God wants us to do certain things in his plan. And that plan will come to pass whether you do it or not. Remember in the book of Esther, when the Jews were being harassed and the Jews were being, you know, they were going to be killed. Her uncle told her that, listen, if you do not help your brethren, if you don't realize that you are brought into the king's uh, palace for a time such as this, then God will raise somebody else to do it. So you see, that work or that gift is out there. It's without repentance, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's you who is going to do it because if you refuse to do it, God is not going to say, oh, well, we can't do this because the person I gave the gift to has failed to do it. No, what God will do is exactly what his son Jesus told us in the story of the talents. He'll give it to somebody else who is going to pick it up, okay? Now, one good thing, though, is that you can reclaim it. Now, age is no barrier either. Caleb was 85 years old when he went to Joshua to claim his God-given gift. He said said that God kept him alive and he was there now to claim his possession. God promised him when he was 40 years old. This is 45 years later. Caleb is going to Joshua, his leader, and he said, give it to me because God gave it to me 45 years ago. And then he reminded him too. He told him, listen, I am as strong if not stronger than I was when I was 40. As long as you get up to do what he has called you to do, you'll be able to accomplish it. He'll give you the anointing and the strength, okay? God created us with the ability to do multiple things. And he has gifted us so that there is division of labor in community of, you know, our community of humans. He has variously gifted us. Some people are good at this and the others are good at that. And we see that story actually in the, um, the book of Exodus when he told Moses to build the tabernacle. He called him and he told him that, you know, I have given such and such a person a gift to do such and such a thing, and I have put my spirit in them to do it, okay? So God empowers us when he gives us work to do. Now, I want us to define a couple of things here because it's important for us to define them before we go on so you know where we are operating from or what we are talking about and what we are not talking about. The first word I want to define, and I'll be quoting from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, okay? And the way they explain the meaning of this is by really explaining through a kind of like a a story-like thing, okay? And I'll just be quoting them verbatim, okay? And this is what the Merriam-Webster Dictionary says about this word duplicity. Because what I'm trying to say is that you you can do what God has called you to do in multiplicity without duplicity. And I'm not trying to play with words, but I couldn't find any better words to define these two things. Duplicity is where many people are operating, okay? And you'll see why I say that. Even though God wants us to operate in multiplicity in regards to our um, his vision and his plan and our giftings, okay? Now, this is what Marion Webster says. Quote, how to remember what duplicity means. 
the idea of doubleness is at the core of duplicity. Duplicity comes from a Latin word meaning double or twofold. And its original meaning in English has to do with a kind of deception in which you intentionally hide your true feelings or intentions behind false words or actions. If you are being duplicitous, there are two yous. The one you are showing and the one you are hiding in order to make people believe something that is not true. They are saying that's duplicity. Let me give you a biblical example for this for you to get it, okay? This is in Galatians chapter 2. And this was Paul talking to Peter, okay? And it's very important for us to understand this because um, Peter is a saint. Peter walked with Jesus, but we saw his duplicity starting when he first denied who he was when the girl told him, weren't you one of those people who are with Jesus? And he said, oh, no, 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 I don't know him. Uh, I, I, I don't know who you're talking about. And he denied Jesus three times. He was walking in duplicity. He was acting to be what he was not. But then, even after Jesus died and resurrected, this spirit of duplicity was still on him. But I believe it was ended when Paul confronted him. This is in Galatians 2, verse 12 through 13. And I will read from the New Living Translation. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. But afterward, when some friends of James came, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. As a result, other Jewish believers followed Peter's hypocrisy and even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. So you see, this kind of dual play or duplicity leads to hypocrisy. You find that hypocrisy is one of the biggest problems we have in church. We have hypocrisy in politics. We have uh, hypocrisy everywhere because that's a, a very, very powerful spirit that leads you to make people believe of who you are not. You act as if you are. Okay, Here we see Peter. Peter is a very good example of the things. It's easy to, to say, oh, Peter did this and the other. But, you know, Peter is a very good example to show us what we, even as believers, end up doing, even thinking it's the right thing to do. You go with, you know, to church with people. They are raising their hands with you. They are singing with you. And on the other side, they are talking about you for whatever reason. It could be whatever. I don't even want to bring up what they could be talking about. But that is duplicity, pretending to be what you're not, okay? Now, you can pretend to be something in ministry that you're not. So, we see here Paul chastening Peter in the book of Galatians chapter 2, as we have seen. Now, I really believe that was the end of Peter's duplicity. But many times, people operate throughout their whole life in duplicity, okay? But what they don't realize is that when you operate in duplicity, you are really letting the devil take away the power of the anointing of the dreams that God has given you. Now, the power term that we want to concentrate on today, though, is not duplicity. It is rather multiplicity. Now, what is multiplicity? Now, in regards to our podcast today, we could say that we are a system of, of body, soul, and spirit. 
created with a multiplicity of gifts, okay? We are body, soul, and spirit. And we have a multiplicity of gifts. In other words, multiple gifts God has given us. Let us look at this from a simple technological point of view. You know, and I'm going to quote from our website. You know, in the early 2000s, we were honored to volunteer and offer an after-school program, you know, of computer training to uh, young people in one, uh, one of the schools, local schools here. And it was about website building and setting up computers. This is when it was really, really uh, new to, uh, to us. This was when internet was just coming out. And so it wasn't so much of it, but website building was, oh, was the big thing. But nobody knew how to build websites then, and it was through code. It wasn't like today where you just go and, you you know, uh, put something here and put something there. No, it was through code. And so we were teaching these young people how to build websites. And it was beautiful to see how young people would really catch on and do things that they never knew they could do. Okay, now, so this is a partial quote uh, from our website about the computer. Now, I want you to think of it in terms of multiplicity or multitasking, okay? A computer is a complex tool that makes our tasks easier, quicker, and much more productive. Computers are like a vehicle that takes us from point A to point B, moving ideas from conception to fruition a lot quicker. Like the workings of a motor vehicle, most people do not need to know the detailed mechanics of computing, such as writing code, okay? Computers are delicate tools and software applications that run them are precise and predictable when mastered well. Now, think of yourself as that. Think of yourself as something that is so complex that it can do so many things at the same time. The same way David saw in uh, Psalms 139, he said that I am beautifully and powerfully made. He said, God, I'm your masterpiece. You knew me before I was formed in my mother's womb. He said all those things to show how complex a system that we are, this system of body, soul, and spirit. We can do various things at the same time, don't forget we are talking about uh, our giftings from the Lord. Can someone have so many gifts and do them at the same time? Yes. Now, I can talk about myself. I am a pharmacist. I do a lot of things that pharmacists do. And I've done this for many, many, many years, over 30 years. However, at the same time, I've been developing my knowledge in computers when personal computer was just coming up. In fact, I have an original Mac computer with Steve Jobs' signature inside of the computer. So I started a long time ago doing this thing about computer, uh, teaching myself, doing the different things, building websites, and all kinds of things. I've set up someone's publishing company uh, computer system. So I learned those things. Someone gave me an opportunity to do that and this was a Christian company, they kind of recognized, they knew I didn't have a degree in computer science, but somehow this person who uh, founded that company knew. In fact, this person was like a mentor to me in many, many ways, and they let me help them to set up their computer system. And their publishing company just blossomed, okay? Now, I was operating at the same time in my secular job. 
Then at church, I was the leader on, in prayer, okay? So I was teaching on prayer on certain days, and at the same time, I was the missions leader. So I was doing that in church, prayer leader, missions, and then I was on the board on that church. So now you can see I was doing all those things in addition to my secular job. And I, I think I did a good job, okay? So those things, you can do many things at the same time. And sometimes you wonder, how can one person do all those things? But if God has called you to do, he will anoint you and he will give you the wherewith to do it, even the time. And guess what? And my family never missed anything either. I was raising a family of four young kids with my uh, wife. And so we did all those things together. Oh, and then at the same time, we were putting out an international Christian newsletter. So you can do all those things. God can gift you to do so many things. And yes, I do realize that sometimes you may do so many and end up doing nothing good. But I can promise you uh, that wasn't me. And then I ended up writing a book on prayer. And then in addition to that, later on as we have moved on, I have written an app for our ministry. I've worked on that too. So, you know, you can do multiple things. You can use the giftings that God has given you. I'm saying all those things not so that I can brag, but to show you that, hey, God can use you. have to be organized. You have to have faith that he is able to. But you also have to understand that it has to be what he has called you to do. Don't do someone else's ministry. It will not work because God knows what he's doing and he is the one who picks who is going to do what, okay? Now, we'll be looking at these scriptures and when we see these scriptures in this theme of ours, I want you to understand a few things that you will pick up as we go. These scriptures we shall use, some of them are going to be foundational scriptures for the theme, okay? But some of them are going to be... Um, very pointed in the sense that they are going to help you to see what multiplicity actually means. Now, don't forget, forget the word duplicity. That is pretending to be what you are not. That is taking on someone's ministry that you are not being called to do. So, this is not duplicity. This is multiplicity. That's where we have multiple giftings that God may use you to do because he has given you the gift and the anointing, okay? Now, number one, the most important goal for you to know is that you must do things to please the Lord. You're going to find that in 1 Corinthians 10, 31 and Colossians 1 through 10. So if you can write that down, the most important thing is that you have to do things with the goal of pleasing the Lord. Okay, number two, it has to be in God's plan for you. And we see that in Jeremiah 29, 11. Number three, the divine driving force must be behind it. And we shall see that in Second Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 3, and in Exodus 31, verse 1 through 4 and 6. And then number four, it has to uncover the gifts that are inside of you. And we shall help you to see how you can uncover the gifts inside of you. You will see that in 1 Corinthians 2, 9. We shall show you that scripture in a way that you've never seen it before. And then number five, the rest of these scriptures are going to be foundational. So I'll be putting in a lot of these scriptures. They'll be foundational. But the other first four categories I've given you, 
those are going to be very important in that they'll be leading you to a certain thing. Okay, so now the main goal, uh, first one, is to please the Lord. It has to be pleasing to God and it has to be for your growth. Okay, you will be able to grow in that pleasing of the Lord in whatever you're doing, be it ministry straight or be it other kind of work or other kind of gifting that he has given you. Now, I want you to remember also that it's not the abundance of the gifts, okay, but the obedience that pleases the Lord. What do I mean by that? So in other words, you don't have to be 10 multiple things to show, wow, God has called me to do. You don't have to be five. No, it could be just one, okay? It could be just one. But there's something about God when he calls you to do something. As you do one, another one shows up. Just like um, when Moses made a step to go forward to the burning bush, then he realized he was standing on holy ground. Then as he stood on holy ground, God gave him instructions on what to do. So one leads to another. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Just obey the Lord and he will add on as you go. Now, does it mean he just made up these things now? No. They have already been there, but you have not been in the path of the Lord leading you to those gifts that he has given you. Some things you may know ahead of time, but many you may not. So whatever it is, just remember that God is to be pleased. So in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 31, it says, So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. If you're not doing it for the glory of God, let go. It's not part of your work to do. It's not your gift. It's not your line. Get out of it. Once you ask him, Lord, show me what are my gifts, and you, you find that you're doing it out there just to, uh, to lift up your name, you know, uh, to show who you are, to show you can do this or the other, then you know it's not him. Does it mean we can't do anything else in life? Yes, we do, of course, but we are talking in terms of these gifts that God has given us. Okay, another one to look at is in Colossians uh, 1, verse 9 through 10. And I'll read the New Living Translation. It says this. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. This is Paul talking. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Oh my God, that is awesome right there. Let me read it again. Don't forget we are talking about the gifts, the multiple gifts. But look at the benefits of doing what God has called you to do, even in multiplicity. Let me read it again. Colossians 1 verse 9 through 10. It says this, So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. Now remember this. People are praying for you. God will put people praying for you to complete and do what God has called you to do. People you may never know because the Bible says pray for all saints. Okay, how can you pray for all saints that you don't know? God gives you a way to pray in the spirit so that you pray. So people are praying for you. Okay, let's continue. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. 
Okay? See, God will show you a complete knowledge of his will to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. Okay? Someone is praying for you. God will give you the way to produce good fruit. And all the while, it continues, you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. When you work in the giftings that God has given you, when you obey and continue to do what he has called you to do, even when it seems like it's not going anywhere, let me tell you, you grow better and better in knowing him. I started doing podcasts about 15 years ago. No one knew about podcasts. It was not something to do. Okay, Apple uh, first put up podcasts. It was rudimentary service. I was one of the first people to do podcasts. Yes, and I have the proof of it, okay? You see, um, this is the faith that Abraham lived by, God not knowing. That's what God told him. You know, in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says that we walk by faith, not by sight. So many times it's not what we see or what we have in our hand, but it's the faith that we have in the God who has asked us to do it. See, this is how you train hearing the voice of God. The voice of God comes by His Spirit. He speaks to us through spirit to spirit, okay? These are things of the spirit that every human being is being endowed with. You know, it's like when you have a radio station, whether you uh, have FM or AM or whatever it is, if you don't have the right dial, it will either be unclear and it will be or it will be very clear, as clear as you hear me. That's how faith is. He does the fine tuning. All we have to do is turn the knob and our knob of faith. And that's what I do. For example, in do, doing these podcasts, when I started in 2003 setting up, up, up the uh, studio, I didn't even know it was my basement. In fact, I may post some of these pictures on our blog under this title so you can really see where it's coming from. I had these brothers from church, different brothers at different times. One came and turned my basement into an office area with uh, uh, with the computers where I would set them. And then another one came and set up the studio itself. But you know what's amazing? Just as it was with Aholiab and Moses, God brought these people who are uh, fine tuners. They are good. I met them at church, but these men knew what they were doing. And when I asked them, you know, I expected them to charge me a lot of money. So I had saved my money. And I brought one and I said, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And then the other one, the same thing. A few months later, I told him, you know, this is what I have in my spirit. I want you to do this and this. And they set up, one set up the studio, one set up the other computer office area. But you know what's amazing? Even though these two men did not know each other, I said, okay, now what's the bill? And they were all struggling to show me the bill. And I'm thinking, oh my God, they're gonna, this is going to be a big bill. And you know what happened? Each one of them came up with a bill that was way underpriced. And I said, no, 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 no. I do not want to cheat you. The Bible says that a workman is worthy of his wages. But each one of them said, hey, the Lord told me to do this. Just get the materials. I'll do this. Give me this much. Don't give me any more. And it was amazing. He did all the carpentry. He did all this work. Partitioning off the uh, drywalling and everything. And then at the end, he tells me, I saw him struggling, you know, trying to write down. And then he says, I'll get back with you tomorrow. Then when he got back with me, guess what? He told me $300 and he walked away. And I said, no, 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 brother. He said, no, that's it. The Lord showed me this is his work and that's all I'm going to ask. 
And for $300, and I thought it was going to be like $3,000 or something like that. That's how God works. Remember, he told Moses that I'll send you the artisans in whom I put my spirit. These were men of God. This is the faith we walk by. Okay, now, if you recall in Genesis 12, 1 through 4, this is what God told Abraham. And the Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All families on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham departed uh, as the Lord had instructed, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left. So you see, he told him to go where he didn't know. And he says, you'll be a blessing all over the world. And when I look at that and when I see these podcasts reaching places like Philippines, India, Pakistan, uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, all over the world, Barbados, Jamaica. And I'm like, oh, that's what he told Abraham in this verse. He says that, you know, uh, people all over will be blessed because of you. So. This is the faith we live by. He has given us all these gifts in us, and he has also given us the you know the people who are going to help us with this, those who are good, those in whom he has put his spirit to do the work. So when he tells you to do something, go ahead and do it. The gifts are in you, and also the people who will assist you are going to be on the way. Now, you may argue with what I read, but you can't argue with my experience. I have lived this. God's word works. So now I put up this podcast. I didn't even know where they were going to to go. I didn't know they could go all over the world. Then I would get letters from uh, different parts of the world. And I'm like, okay, okay. But these are the early days of podcasting. But you know what? In the process, I grew better and better in the knowledge of this a gift and also I grew better and better in knowing God. So the the idea here is to grow in the knowledge of God, okay? So God wants you to grow even in your giftings as well as in your own life and as well as knowing Him. So when you do what God has called you to do, even in multiplicity, you'll grow better and better even as you do those things, okay? Now this is God's own divine plan. It's not your own. Once you operate like that, you are operating in his plan. How do I know that? Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12 says this, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. This is God's divine uh, plan for you. To, to operate in multiple gifts, okay? Yes, you may be doing one thing, but you know what? It may be multiple in the sense that when you do it, you may be helping someone who is going to reach a lot more people. And I'm not talking just ministry. It could be in medicine. You may help someone who is going to be 
a physician to many. It could be anything. I'm just using that. So don't be uh, constrained by the words I use or the professions I use. It could be anything. Okay? So I want you to understand that you get better and better according to Colossians 1 through 9 and also according to Jeremiah 29:11, it's God's divine plan. And once it's divine, there is all the power you need. There is all the encouragement you need, okay? Now, I also want you to know that when it is God's plan for you, when it's a gift from God, God's Spirit is the power behind it, is the engine that's driving it. How do I know this? Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says this in the New King James, As His divine power has given to us, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So you see, it's by his divine power that he has given us all things that pertain to life and the life of godliness. So you see, whether it is things spiritual or things in life, he has given us that power. It is his divine power who has assigned you those gifts, whether they are gifts in the natural or in the spirit realm. Now, I want you to see this also about that God is the one who gives the gifts. I told you about how he gave um, Moses instructions on building the tabernacle, okay? I touched on this in my testimony about the uh, building of this studio. This is in Exodus 31, 1 through 4, and then Verse 6, this is one of the most powerful statements that God made in regards to gifts. Now, the story is to uh, build a tabernacle. Now, remember, these people were just moving around, going from here to here. But Moses didn't know what to do or who to pick. So he had to go to God. How do I do this? Then the Bible says in um, Exodus 31, verse 1 through 4, it says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, grandson of Ur, of the tribe of Judah. In other words, you can't make a mistake. I have told you who this person is. I've told you his father, and I've told you his tribe. So you go pick him. He's there, okay? And he says, I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. And in addition to that, he gave him an assistant too. And he said, and I have a personally, <laughs> when God says, I have personally, you better listen. He says, And I have personally appointed Oholiab, son of Ahizamak, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. So even those who are going to assist him, he appoints. And he personally picks them because he has personally gifted them and he has put his spirit in him. Okay. Moreover, I have given special skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. So look at that. I have given special skill to all craftsmen, okay, so they can make all the things I have commanded you. Remember my earlier testimony of Africa Christ Studios, the brothers who helped me to build it 10 years before I did the first recording. God is the one who gives the gifts to even every craftsman of any kind, 
anywhere. He has picked them. When he tells you to do a job, he'll bring you people who are going to do. Many people, especially in ministry, they all go, I don't have this. How do I do this? How do I do this? Listen, if God has called you to that ministry, if God has called you to that business, if God has called you to be a teacher, if God has called you to be whatever, he will even appoint those who will assist you, your own assistants, he will pick for you. Don't worry, just do. Because the Bible says, as I said before, obedience is better than the sacrifice of you going to do it. Just do it. He will send the people. He has already appointed them because he says, moreover, he goes, moreover, I have also personally appointed. Okay. Now, one of the things that we worry about so much uh, is our ability to do things. Oh, I'm not qualified. Oh, I'm not this and this. But let me tell you, God has promised us in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 9. I'll read this verse and I want you to think about it. This is what it says. That is what scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. If you love God, you are going to do what he calls you to do. And you cannot even imagine what he has prepared for you to do what he has called you to do. He will give you, provide you with the money from unknown sources. He will bring you these qualified people who you have no idea who they are. And they are working with you. He will take you to places that you had no idea you could ever go. He will show you. Listen, when I look at our ministry here, when I see the people who have assisted us to help um, to help orphans in uh, in Africa, one time a pastor called me, a good pastor friend of mine. He had a radio program on one of the stations up here, and he told me, you know what, I, the Lord put on me, and we were talking about this poor pastors in Africa and we wanted to buy a bicycles for them. And we are thinking of raising money to buy three bicycles. Or was it five? I forget. It's a few years back. And I said, sure, I'll come. So I joined them on their radio station. Then they combined their two programs because this one pastor had a program on one hour and the other person had a program for two hours. So they combined them in three hours. Guess what? Then they said, okay, maybe we shall raise 10 bikes in that whole time. And so that was set as a goal, 10, 15 bicycles on all three hours. So if we raise five per hour, we're doing good. We went on that program. Let me tell you, we raised 150 bicycles. 150, not 15, 150. Matter of fact, you can see that on our website, AfriChrist.com. Not AfriChristPodcast.com, but AfriChrist.com. And you can click on the tab that says CCS Projects. You'll see them. Remember Psalm 139, David said that I'm wonderfully made, fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what you are. You are able to multitask. If in our days we can have a computer chip do so much more than it used to be, I have the Apple Newton, which was like the beginning of what we see today as iPads and stuff. When I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, how did I even ever use this thing? 
you know, to, in order to see the screen, you have to go upside down, this way and the other. You can't see anything. And when the sun comes out, you can't see anything. Now look, the A1 chip in the, in the Apple uh, iPhone is so much faster, so much neater. It doesn't matter what light you have. You can still see that screen and understand. If we humans can do that, don't you think God programmed us where we're just using a minuscule of what gifts and talents he has given us? Get out there. Start to do much more than you think you can. Because with God, all things are possible. Your age is no limit. Your race is no limit. Your gender is no limit. Your whatever people call disabilities are no limits to God. With God, all things are possible. That's what the Bible says. Do what he has called you to do. Get up today and say, God, show me an extra talent that I didn't know I have. And believe me, as you start to multitask, as you start to believe in the ability to multitask, you can do much more. I remember when computers first came, multitasking was such a big thing. But in order to multitask, you had to shut down one program so that you can do another. <laughs> we used to call that multitasking. Okay? Today, the same computer, all you do is click, click, click. You see another screen. It goes up here. It's going to the internet. It's checking your money. It's sending your money. It's doing this and that. All at once. All the things were possible before. We just didn't know how to connect. The same thing it is here. You can do a lot more. You just don't know how to connect. I have set this up for you. Now what I'm going to do, I will post the notes. They may not be exactly as is, but if you've listened to the podcast, or if you download them as you listen to the podcast again and again, they'll start to make sense. I'll post them on our blog, prayingwithimpact.com prayingwithimpact.com one word okay you go on there and you'll see them look through them follow them and you'll see God use you in multiplicity because that's our God there's just simply so much to do in the spirit realm in the uh, church world in the secular world for you not to tap into what God has called you to do. You are a supercomputer waiting to be turned on. You don't even need an upgrade. You just go, pray, kneel, and God will show you. Amen? So I'm going to pray and then one more time I'll read those countries that have been our download kings. Okay? It excites me because it shows we are reaching people all over the world. I like to say it now at the beginning of the podcast so that if you don't catch it at the end, at least you catch it in the beginning, okay? But Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you. We thank you that you are God of multiplicity. Father, there's so much going on around the world, so there's multiplicity taking place. But we, who you created wonderfully, who you created fearfully, marvelously, we are underutilizing our multiplicity because the devil has told us, has put us in the area of duplicity, being what we are not, thinking we can't do. But Father, I pray for my brothers and sisters out there, regardless of age, circumstance, money, education, whatever it is, Father, that you may show them that you created them, body, soul, and spirit, ready to function, 
super, super, super computer to do much more than they could ever imagine or think. Help them, regardless of the circumstances, that they may tap into that supercomputer. Let them go down on their knees and ask you, show me, Father, what do I do? How do I do it? Where do I go? In the name of Jesus, Father, show them. Let them see the empowerment that you have put in us as human beings to do much more. Show them how to love, how to care for others. Then through that gift of love, they may find other things that they didn't know existed even within them. Father, in the name of Jesus, mighty God, Jesus, Jesus, I call upon you for my brothers and sisters out there. Everyone who calls upon your name in regards to multiplicity, Father, answer them. Answer them that they will know that when I prayed, after listening to that podcast, I prayed with impact. I am gifted. I am able to do because it's not of me, but it's a divine appointment. It's a divine gift. And Father, even as we've seen in these scriptures, it's you who created all things and that your gifts are without repentance. You don't pull them back. You just reassign when we are disobedient. Even as Jesus showed us about the talent, that who, person who buried the ta- talent, they lost it and it was given to someone who had produced. Father, help us to be talent users, not talent barriers. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we thank you that we are different, that from now on, we are going to use the gifts that are hidden, henceforth, hidden, because of us, not because of you, that we may uncover them. Now, let's go. Now, let's work on it. Now, we are rising up from dust of the unknowns to the knowns of the heavens. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Now, one more time, I want to tell you the countries that downloaded the most. And I am very, very happy. Number one. In this, it has never been up there. Uganda took over the United States. So we had Uganda's number one, United States as number two, Singapore as number three, South Africa as number four, Australia as number five, Canada as number six, Kenya as number seven, Philippines as um, number eight, Pakistan as number nine, and so many others followed. Barbados, I thank you. I praise you, Father, for all those people. May they be blessed even by this podcast. In the name of Jesus, amen. See you next time. Now, don't forget to get the accompanying notes on our blog, prayingwithimpact.com. Prayingwithimpact.com. Dot com as one word, okay? God bless you, love you, and stay tuned to the Holy Spirit.